At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, it is uh, the 26th of May, 2021. This show originates from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. They're going to get some business there this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Yes, hello. Sean Gotti here, coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina. And there's not a single radio show around here that's worth a damn. So I'm listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, coming to you live, Monday through Friday. So sit back, get your trays in the upright position, feet and elbows out of the aisle, because here he comes, Eric Zane. Thank you, Sean. What's up, folks? Welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast. Uh, it is a daily show where I talk about uh, news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Monday through Friday, right here. If you would, please subscribe to the audio podcast on whatever uh podcasting platform that you utilize uh, lion's share of you apple podcast if you could hit the subscribe button on there that uh, uh makes the meter move for your old pal eric zane not to mention of course every day the live element of the show at about this same time facebook.com slash eric zane fan page that's brought to you by irvine's auto repair grand rapids hybrid and ev where i uh, made a trip yesterday because Madison's car uh, was acting funny. And so she says, Dad! I'm like, yes, honey. And she's like, uh, there's the big puddle that's forming under the car. Okay. And every time I turn left, it sounds like sloshing. I'm like, what? So, uh, yeah, I guess. All right. She turns left. And then she can hear what sounds like like water. I don't know. It, it was weird how she described it. And then there was a, a pool of some liquid underneath there. And I, I went up and, I, and I, uh, I I wiped my hand on it to see if I could determine if it was like radiator fluid or, you know, whatever. And I, I couldn't. There was no, it was odorless. So, okay. Uh, headed on over to uh, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. And EV, please have a look. Thank you. Okay. You can also watch the show Periscope video on Twitter. Please um, please retweet it with a snarky comment. At Eric Zange on Twitter. Please follow me there. As well, YouTube, the almighty YouTube. Eric Zane Show on YouTube. You can find it. You can subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell notification. Thumbs up, please. And off you go. Email me anytime. Eric at EricSaintShow.com on the Shoreliner Striping inbox. Shoreliner Striping. Stripe the parking lot and make it look great. First impression is so important for your customers. 
Sweep the parking lot. You don't want that thing dirty. Stripe the athletic field. They do it all. Okay? Thank you so much to Shoreliner Striping. If you want, uh, follow me on Instagram as well. Eric Zane Show on Instagram brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Okay. A ton to get to today. I did not post this. I usually send a reminder along, but I do have Dear Meathead today, and we have zero, count them, zero questions ready to go. That's part, partially my fault because typically I send you a reminder via social media the night before. I did not do that today, did not do that, or yesterday, did not do that at all. So uh, if you have any questions for Dad, uh, send them along. We've got 55 minutes till his beautiful face gets in here. He fell. I always find out about these things secondhand. You know, I guess he just keeps it to himself. But the story goes, and I'll talk to him about this. Uh, A couple of nights ago, I don't know why he feels the need to do this, but uh, there's a squirrel in the yard. And, you know, for some reason, he feels the need to capture animals and then drive far away and let them loose. And it's like, well, wait, huh? And uh, all right. So he um, he sets up a squirrel trap, I guess. This is what the story I got. It might change today by the time we get to it. And um, he, uh, it, I guess he felt a couple of drops of rain after he's outside and he sets up the squirrel trap. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, because I don't know if why he's so freaked out about rain. Apparently, he started to move faster than he should. He's 87. And down he went. Down goes Frazier. And he, uh, so I'm talking to him. I go, uh, okay, but I'm fine. I go, okay, yeah, sure. Um, tell me about the fall. He goes, oh, it was okay. I, I hit on grass. Well, it's like, Dad, the earth is not a pillow. I go, yeah, but you know, the impact of your, of the brain and your head floating around there, uh, uh, suddenly starting and stopping, bumping up against the inside of your skull is kind of a concern. Uh, do you have any concussion? No. Okay. So God knows what, I mean, he doesn't need any, uh, he's got enough going against him at this stage of the game. And then he goes, I walk with a cane now. I go, okay. Um, all right. I don't know why. I don't know what, what's happening to me. I say, well, I know what's happening to you. You have dementia. And typically, uh, balance uh, on your mobility becomes an issue to a dementia patient. So that kind of goes with the territory. Um, we're, we're all going to meet up north this weekend. And this is the same place where last time he slept at my place, Fear Bunker North, the... Um, the ground that is uh, part of the camp facility, you know, in the in the property, is super bumpy. Roots cause all sorts. I mean, it is uneven ground. This is this is an this is ankle twisting zone. So this is not a great place for my dad. Last time he was there, uh, he uh, that he spent the night there. He goes, oh, I'm gonna go by my uh, I'm gonna go by the fire. It's in the middle of the night. He's got a, a flashlight. He wanted to get something by the fire, and sure enough, he goes down. So you know. Just got to be careful with these old folks. So he'll be joining us in a little bit. Uh, looking forward to talking to him. Uh, stand by. Okay. Uh, all right. Where am I? 
144 days. Yesterday I said 145 days. Now, one day closer, 144 days until October 17th. That is the day of the Grand Rapids Half Marathon. Mike freaking Ball. Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, really, your your mother is not a bitch, but that's just a nasty thing. I'm thinking about calling you right now. Uh, has continued to um, uh, uh, troll the shit out of me with various attacks. Um, I talked about on Monday the um, uh, that being the start of my pre-training before I actually get started in the full training on June 28th, which is 16 months, 16 weeks to the day of the race. Uh, Mike is in tip-top shape right now, but I'm going to beat him in the half marathon October 17th. I am 25 pounds overweight. I can barely uh, make it past one mile in my way. In fact, I had to cut the workout short on Monday. But... Uh, and then I followed up Tuesday, uh, Monday's workout with Tuesday uh, missing the workout. So we're not off to a great start. But the clock is ticking on your old pal Eric saying, how in the world am I going to be able to pull this off when I can't even find the time to run two miserable miles? The plan called for two miserable recovery miles after the workout that I did not complete on Monday. On Monday, I did one mile at certain pace. And then I'm supposed to wait there for two minutes. I started the second mile. I got one quarter of the way through it on the track, and then I stopped. So this is not great. I'm off to a terrible start. And then back to, uh, followed it up yesterday with, uh, okay, something has to happen. I think that perhaps um, I might need, honestly, if I got up an hour earlier than what I'm normally used to getting up at and ran then, so that I woke up at 5.20 in the morning instead of 6.20. That's what big people do. That's what, that's what normal individuals do. Get that out of the way. And I know that. I am not quite there yet. I do not want to do that. I love my sleep. I am so accustomed to getting up at the time that I'm used to getting up at. I know I wouldn't regret it. I know that the second I got up, it would be fine. I would head out on the road. Get that done. And then I'm like, oh, my God, now I don't have to worry about it. It's always glorious, that sensation when you're finally, okay, getting up is a bitch. And then, all right, oh, my God, I got to go inside. It's just freaking dark out. You want me to go running? Holy shit. Go out there and do that. And then by the time you get done, you're like, why was I even uh, uh, worried about this being a problem? This is, this is great. Now it's out of the way, and I've got all this extra time. The issue is when the day gets long, I'm tired. I don't want to do another damn thing. Uh, it's jammy time. Let's get to bed. And then that's it. So I... Now, when it comes to... Um, there, There's the, also the uh, element of actually eating appropriately. Now, for your old pal, Eric, this, is, uh, this has been a struggle for quite some time. And I've gone back and forth, motivated to turn it around, and then I, I just go right back to it. And uh, yesterday was all right. Okay. Uh, I had the typical, I had a breakfast of freaking Quaker oats with no sugar. Normally I add sugar to it. I just took, I just made the oats, uh, which is good for Eric's uh, cholesterol. With uh, 
half a cup of cranberries in it. Cran, uh, cran raisins. What are they called? Craisins? Cran raisins? Ocean spray. You know, you give them the pack. They're awesome. Some bananas in there. That's my sugar. And then uh, later on in the day, big ass salad. Big ass salad. Tons of raw vegetables. And I went crazy with this. All right. Um, tons of spinach, chopped romaine, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, diced tomatoes, uh, celery, and cucumber topped only with olive oil and balsamic vinegar, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of Parmesan cheese. That's it, okay? This is great. The problem with this for your old pal Eric is when you're used to eating garbage uh, all the way up to this point and you suddenly give your body a quick infusion of stuff that's good for you, your body starts to rebel. So the uh, intensity of the farts was out of control okay and i'm like oh my god i am the most gassy individual on the planet oh it was just horrible it was it was absolutely horrible and then my uh, digestive system it's a good thing i didn't actually go running because i would have ended up having a crap while i was running like on the side of the road would have been arrested it's a good thing i didn't go so my system is trying to recover from that then it gets now the okay. We then went to the pack indoor dog park, which I'll tell you about in a second. There was all sorts of drama there. Uh, the only thing I did that was a little bit weird was Diana bought the fried pickles. So I had a couple of pickle spears that were fried, dipped in a little bit of ranch, and then that's it. I didn't I didn't now normally I would come home and I'd eat three or four boxes of cereal. Uh, you know, and that would be it. And then I'd go to bed with an upset stomach, just feel like shit terrible nothing i did absolutely nothing terrible outside of the fried pickles so okay to me that's a win to me that is absolutely a win i'm going to try to get another day's worth of momentum today i gotta treat this like the way i treat fighting alcohol you know as an alcoholic uh uh, one day at a time that whole deal i gotta get through this this i'm telling you um, is just, to me, is just as hard as quitting booze. Maybe even harder, okay? Because you got to eat. You have to eat. And when your body, when you have that uh, sensation of, oh, my God, eat, eat. By the way, I also had some uh, spaghetti noodles. No, not, not a lot, not a lot. I didn't, like, carb out or anything. I can still eat carbohydrate. I'm not on a low-carb diet, okay? I'm not doing the... Uh, what is that one that I called? Uh, that one, that one that I did. What was it called? When you eat all the uh, protein and and they the the idea is eat like bacon and sausage. What is that called again? The Atkins diet, the red meat diet. Pale? No, it's not the paleo diet. What is the one where you eat all the um, the COVID diet, the cardio diet? What is that called? Damn it! I did it. Let's see if somebody can help me out here. Keto. That's it. The Kegel diet. That's it. Keto. Um, yeah, the keto is, uh, to me, ineffective and dangerous. 
you don't want to be eating. If, if you are going to do the keto, make sure you don't, like, pig out on all the high cholesterol foods. Somehow eat different protein sources if you're going to do that. So, all right. This is where I'm going right now. Question on the live stream. I don't know. I don't recognize this person. Happiness says, would you ever dye your hair? Oh, God, no. No, no, no. There's nothing worse than a person who is old with not a gray hair in their head. Come on now. Besides, a queen of the forest likes my salt and pepper hair. And I do too, for that measure. Matter. Measure. I don't know what my problem is. Okay. So that's what's up. Again, questions for Dear Meathead Eric at EricZaneShow.com. In this household, the toilet is fixed. You're like, what? Yes, absolutely. I did it. It's a little wonky. Uh, the, the, the thing on the handle, the uh, metal rod. By the way, it was recommended to me that if you ever have to replace the handle, you know, the one that you jiggle when the, thinks, when the flapper stays open, buy a metal rod that uh, does the, pulls the chain. Because you can bend the metal rod if you need to. The plastic ones break easier, and you can't bend them unless you use like a heat gun or something like that. So get the metal one, and then when it's hitting the other uh, parts of the apparatus with, with inside of the tank, you just bend that shit, and perfect. Uh, so, all right, so that's up and running for now. For now. Uh, more ridiculousness. Trying to fix things. Not great. So... We're getting ready to take the camper out this weekend for Memorial Day. I already told you about the flat tire. All right, that's being handled right now. But there's also a problem because inside of the camper, there's this little 21-inch TV. All right? And uh, this is the second one that's in there. The first one, um, the the arm, you know how, like, you have it attached to, like, an arm that uh, sways in and out so you can watch it? You, when you're done, you, you push it back. Well, it pinched the power cord, which fried the TV, so that TV comes out. Uh, unscrew the thing out of the back, throw the TV away, put the replacement TV on. Problem. Uh, I don't have the right screws, okay, to go onto the, onto the so I, I uh, you know, monkeyed with it. And, and didn't I didn't put the right screws in there, and it's kind of like, uh, I'm not sure. And I, uh, it, it didn't, it looked a little wonky. And then, sure enough, we're driving, and you hit one bump, and because it's, the, it's not the right screws attaching the TV to the mount, the first bump you hit, you know how there's plastic on the back of the TV around the screws? All four of those break, and the TV falls onto the ground. Now, the TV didn't break, the uh, glass or anything didn't break like that, but you might as well throw the TV away, because at this point, there is no way to hang the TV on the mount. None whatsoever. There's there's nothing you can do. So I'm like, well, what the hell do I do with this TV? Like, oh, you can just uh, carry it under your arm, and then when you're ready to watch it, you just, uh, I don't know, lean it against something. Bullshit. So I'm like, son of a bitch, what am I going to do? Well, I ended up getting, uh, getting another TV. It's like, these TVs are dirt cheap, This is a, and, and these are cheap TVs. Uh, so I bought the same damn TV, but I know now that I need the right screws. Okay, four screws. That's all I need. So what do I do? This is smart. And it was confirmed that it was smart because of the guy that I talked to. 
The next thing you know, I am at the store where they sell the screws, uh, and I've got the TV in the cart. I brought the TV into the store, okay? I put it into the cart. I walked over to where all the screws are. You're pulling the little drawers out. You're finding which one. And then, uh, uh, sure enough, I'm, like, uh, grabbing the screws, and I, I make sure that they fit appropriately. And I'm like, oh, thank God. This is going to be perfect. This is smart. I look like an idiot. And then uh, th- there's some guy, one of the workers, he goes, uh, he asks about it. And, I, and I, before I have a chance to tell him what's going on, he goes, oh, you brought your TV in to make sure that the screws fit, right? And I go, yeah. He goes, that's smart. That's smart. And I go, yeah. And this guy is an old timer. You know, guy works at the store. He's always giving advice to people. He knows everything there is to know about everything. He's like, yeah, that is a, that is a smart, smart. Because if you don't do that, and I go, oh, here we go. If you don't do that, people put the wrong screws in there. And then the next thing you know, the TV breaks and falls off the thing. And I go, yeah, really? Oh, God, idiots. Oh, my God. Can you believe what an, what kind of an idiot would do that? I'm like, holy shit. He has no idea that I'm going through TVs like you wouldn't believe. So if anybody needs a TV, let me know. You, yeah, you, you got to get a couple of feet and put them on the bottom of it. Actually, I got the feet, too. If you want the feet, you want the TV, let me know. I'll give you the damn thing. I don't even want it. All right. So yesterday... We went out for the first time on a non-weekend Frenchie meetup. Uh, you've, heard, you've seen me go into this place called the Pack uh, Indoor Dog Park. Okay? And uh, I've shot video of him before of these Frenchie meetups. And uh, this one uh, was a little bit different because it's during the week and it's uh, starting to get warm. So uh, I was a little bit worried because... If Bruce is inside playing, that's one thing. But if he goes outside, it is hot yesterday, man. Holy crap. Um, So, all right. Just put a pin in that about the temperature issue. So, there's Frenchies everywhere. And there's also other dogs there that are uh, uh, not Frenchies. So, you got got a couple of Rottweilers. You got a Golden. You got a a big actual English Bulldog named Dozer who was awesome. That dog nearly ripped my arm off. There was one point when they... Uh, they they wanted uh, to to let one dog in, but not anymore. And I was right by the door. And Dozer, this one year old tank English bulldog, makes a beeline for the door. And I go no, and I put my arm out. And then he hits my arm, and I stop him. But the shooting pain that I got in my shoulder was unbelievable. I'm like, oh my god. And I'm like, and I'm looking at Diana, whose arm is in a sling. And I'm like, I'm right behind you. That's gonna be me next. And I seriously thought I, that I was hurt, and uh, it hurt for the rest of the night. It's okay now. I think I just strained it, but that dog nearly ripped my arm off. Okay. So, as the uh, as the evening is going on, the festivities, um, a couple of new dogs that I did not recognize there, and there was uh, one sweet lady um, who we see often, who um, her dog is kind of like her child. Single lady, and you see this from time to time, single lonely lady, the dog is child, companion, you know, uh, would, would do anything for the dog. Anything. So 
probably the deepest emotional bond is between this sweet lady and her dog. All right. So I noticed that a couple dogs are kind of um, a little bit aggressive. And then it seems like there's uh, all these little teeny tiny dust ups that are uh, that are happening. And then the next thing you know, things went a little bit south. And uh, especially Bruce, what Bruce does is if there's two dogs fighting, Bruce is always jumping into the mix to jump to join the fight. And Bruce is not the only dog to do this. And this one particular dog, this sweet little sweet guy, his name is Dobby, Dobby the Frenchie. He goes up to, uh, what the hell is the name of the dog? Uh, um, I forget the name of the dog in question, but Dobby goes up and then a fight uh, breaks out between a couple of Frenchies and then a couple more Frenchies get involved and then the Rottweiler and the Golden and then the English before you know it. You have a 1970s uh, NHL hockey line brawl uh, between the uh, Rangers and the Flyers, okay, at the old Spectrum in Philly. Fans are losing their minds, throwing shit on the ice, and we have all – it is a Donnybrook melee going on. Now, at this particular place, the people that work there – uh, they're they're really good because they have like these crazy looking lassos. They like if a dog is getting into it, she like really accurately will throw this thing, and it it's like fucking a cowboy around the neck of the dog, so she can and it like kind of a slips over, and you can kind of like pull the dog away, and then uh, but she doesn't have enough arms or lassos to do this because we've got a Rangers Flyers line brawl, and so. People are like, oh, no, oh, God. Now, now, I know full well that one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to try to break them up in the face area. You got to grab their back legs and pull them away and actually lift up the back legs because they have no balance and they'll immediately let go if they're biting, biting the other dog or person. So this is quickly escalating. All right. And so then the lady who works there, she busts out the air horn. She's got one dog on the lasso, and then you hear, she's blasting the air horn to to startle the dogs so that they'll stop. Some of them do, not all of them. Dobby and this other dog um, are still going at it, and then finally we get them separated, okay? And then you look, and... The one dog in question that has the uh, uh, owner who's super, super attached to the dog. Okay. It's like her child. That dog is bleeding. Or there, there's blood coming out of the dog. And um, she is down there and then she's, she's, and then she notices and the dog is bleeding like a stuck pig. The dog's tongue is cut, but. We don't know that. We don't know where the blood is coming from. And it it's a pretty fair amount of blood. I was like, oh, shit. So this lady, oh, man, she was worse off than the dog. She was freaking out. She was like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, no, this is bad. And so it it's not, but it's bad at, at how she's reacting. So people are trying to, like, calm her down, and she's acting like, yeah, the, the only thing I thought of was way back. Do you remember that incident back in the 70s when uh, there was a, a shooting at, at Kent State University and the kid got shot by the National Guard and the one chick is over the body going, ah! That's what she was doing. She was, 
She was that. That's a terrible comparison. Uh, she was uh, freaking out that badly. And we're like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's going to be all right. And there's blood, you know, the dog. And, and then we realize it's coming from the dog's tongue. And so the, the people that worked there, they go, okay, it's going to stop very, very quickly. Dog's mouths. Uh, they have like Wolverine healing on these, on these beasts. So, and it did. It stopped in about a minute, maybe even less. And so, oh, it was, it was high drama, man. Oh my God. Quickly left. People are like, oh shit, this is awkward. So, okay, that was it. And then, um, so, you know, we kind of like let that filter through, you know, she leaves, everybody's kind of, other people leave who were involved in the dog fight. Bruce is just kind of not really involved in it. Thank God. Bruce is cashed. It's too hot. Now, some of these uh, Frenchies say they, they're, they're like Bruce. They can't really breathe too well. But Bruce, I think, is extreme. If he gets too hot, we've got a problem. And I should have known this is coming because it's like 85 degrees out, maybe even warmer. And we're outside and we're sitting. Diana's having a drink and uh, we're kind of like getting ready to wrap it up. And Bruce lays down. Now, there's tons of activity other dogs to play with. If he's laying down, uh-oh, he's wore out. This This could get weird. And so we get in the truck. Thank God we're in, in the uh, in my dad's truck, the embellisher. And he's breathing heavy and shallow. And I'm like, his are, <laughs> I was like, oh boy. And so um, he, you know, like how you have the two bucket seats in the front, and then there's the console in the middle where you know you throw your keys or your uh, or your wallet. Uh, whatever you want, you put it right there. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a dish. It's almost depressed. You know, it's, it's actually rectangular. It's got a little thing that is like an insert that if it ever gets messy in there, you can just pop it out and, and rinse it off or whatever. That's where he's, uh, got his front paws. He's in between the seats. And, uh, okay. So we're driving along and he's breathing heavy. And then all of a sudden he stops breathing. Like, it's going, <laughs> instant silence. So, this all happens very quickly. I'm looking at the road. In that amount of time, I, I'm i like, well, he just died. He just died now. And I look down, and, well, I was happy to realize that he is not dead, but he's holding his he, he can't breathe because he's filling that that area in the console full of everything that is in his stomach he is so hot he barfs an unbelievable amount of of uh the contents of his belly and then he's back to breathing hard again and not we're dry, everybody goes ah and i look and it is it's Filled to the absolute tip top of this. Okay. It's like a breakfast bowl of dog puke. And it's, uh, it's white and frothy. It's a lot of water because he drank a lot of water while he was there. And one, I swear to God, one, um, kibble, like there was one last thing to be digested in his stomach and it's on top of the whipped cream froth like a cherry on top. So I'm like, oh God, holy shit. And it's not, and if we take a turn, it's going to, it's going to go flying out of it into the vehicle. So 
it's it's actually captured really nicely. It actually worked out that he was where he was. So I'm like, hmm. Now, thanks to the Lexapro, um, what did I do? I looked at it and went, eh, whatever. Let's pull over. So I slowly slow down. I pull into the uh, uh, freaking gas station. Everybody's losing their minds. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I got this. No big deal. No problem. Size of the problem, everybody. Size of the problem. Size of the reaction. Okay, I am the only, I am in control here. This is no big deal. Relax. Get out of the car, go over to like where everybody uh, uh, gets the gas. There's all those uh, blue towels. I pull about a million of them out. And I also amazingly had a, a, a roll of dog bags from when they poop. And so I put those towels on there. And this is like a half-cooked uh, egg white is what it is. It like held together somehow. And I was actually able to grab this big wad of froth and throw it in the bag. The, it was an unbelievable consistency of grossness. Of course, I, again, I'm in control. And then uh, so I got it all out of there. And then I, uh, I slid that little insert out. Okay. And not a drop of, of dog content, stomach content spilled. I was so on top of this. Everybody's still like, oh, God, it smells like shit inside of the car. It's like bad cheese. I'm like, no problem, no problem. I got this. Rolled on the windows. Uh, take the little insert thingy over to where you wash the windows. You know, that little window washer thing, and people are, like, pumping their gas. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm just cleaning dog puke on this thing. And then I, like, uh, I dip it in there and clean it off, wipe it out. It's spotless. It's actually very very clean i was very satisfied with my effort right there go back to the car all that shit's thrown in the garbage put it all back together did not bat an eye everybody's still sickened but i had it taken care of off we go dealt with that like a champ absolutely amazing and then it was there that i decided no more no more are we going to be uh participating in any events like this uh, when it's warm. The only time we can ever do this type level of playing is when it is nice and cool. Jason says, did that make the slosh sound when you turned left? No, that was only uh, Madison's car. Uh, all right. Kate says, mm, the lingering aroma of dog vomit. I think it could have been, it could have been worse. Chris says, yep, snack bowl in the, in the console. Eric Zane, dog wranglers. So, yeah, good time over there. Thank you. But I'm glad we made it through without having any, any of the. Now, can you imagine if they actually barfed Diana, Justin, Jacqueline, barfed in the car because there's an actual bull of Bruce dog puke in there. All right. Hey, show note. Uh, Thursday is the last day for podcasting. And I, I regret this because, uh, well, there's really nothing I can do. Ben records on Thursday his podcast with uh, Brett. Friday, I'm going to be out of town. So uh, the last bit of podcasting is going to be the free podcast on Thursday. You still get the insane asylum and the lost Zane recordings, but Ben and I, I know this is like the second time in three weeks that we've uh, 
uh, had to bail, but sometimes the schedule, that happens. But uh, we'll make it up to you. No, we won't. It's not going to get made up. We'll just be back the following week. So there you go. Off we go on this adventure for Memorial Day weekend. Now, um, it's gonna, here's, here's the scenario. Um, the NFK loves the up north setting. He and I went up there ourselves one time last year. Now, so Diana says to me, do we ask him if he wants to go? And I said to her, now in my now the, the selfish side of me wants to say, no, I don't want to have to whatever, deal with them or say some shit like that. But what uh what ended up winning out what ended up winning out was um you know, let's definitely run it by him. Let's uh let's be unselfish because I know he likes to go. So all right, that's that. You know, uh, he likes to sit by the fire. He likes the uh, uh, seclusion. He likes the quiet. But we have, you know, I, I said to my go, let's offer it. Let's just say, hey, this is what's up. Do you want to go? Absolutely, we should. However, there is a chance he might not be interested in going because there are other people up there that will be there that he does not know. Okay. And um, so... In the interest of, I can either do, I can either just say, hey, we're going up north and just don't tell him that other people are going to be up there because Charity Scam Mike is going to be there. And, and side note, my dad, my dad is going up there. That was a surprise that I just found out about. So uh, that will be the first time that I've seen dad and Joanne uh, since October. So. There's uh, there's only one thing that would keep them from not going, and that is Joanne's her back has been bothering her, so we'll see. But so like, I haven't yet brought it up to the NFK, but uh, the idea is I'm gonna say, hey, uh, we're going up north. We'd love to have you there. Uh, so at our property, there's at our property, there's not gonna be anyone else there. However, Charity Scam Mike lives two miles away. We're gonna be spending a lot of time with him and my dad. They're gonna be coming over my place. We're gonna be going over to their place for dinner and stuff like that. So I'm gonna tell him all that in the interest of full disclosure. And then he might opt out not going because uh, he's very comfortable with us and would love going up there with us, but around new people, the NFK, I think is a little bit concerned. He is aware of sometimes his own behavior getting in the way and making people uncomfortable. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, I wish you'd do that with me sometimes uh, because uh, that would maybe put you being able to uh, maybe uh, have a little bit uh, um, uh, more livability here at this house with the hams, beer, shit cannon and the other stuff that you do and the other things that are absolutely completely inconsiderate. So uh, because the last time I told him we were going up north and there were people going to go there, he goes, "Ah, I'm not going. I go, yeah, how come? And he's, I swear to God, he said, well, with a lot of people there, you know, I can't control when I say cock. His, that is a quote. I can't control when I say cock. And I thought that was the funniest fucking thing I'd heard. I can't control when I say cock. What? The- <laughs> how the fuck can that even be? Well, I'm like, well, yes, you can. Just don't say cock. You, I mean, you, I barely, 
you don't really say cock around here. I mean, you say a lot of other swear words, but the fact that he he he, he settled on the word cock. Holy shit, was that funny? So, all right, I'm just gonna say to him, and then if I tell him, so I can okay, I can kill I can kill two birds with one stone. I can uh, not feel guilty by explaining to him, hey, buddy, we're going to go up north. We'd love to have you there, and here's who's going to be there. And just tell him that. So uh, I can be let off the hook from my own guilty conscience, okay, and offer it. And then in the information that I'm I'm giving him, you know, there's going to be people up there. In his brain, he's going to be like, well, shit, man, fuck. Shit, fuck. I don't want to say cock in front of people, so I I might not go. I'm not going. So... All right, and then we can uh, not have to worry about him snoring all night and keeping us up awake at night, him falling down, uh, you know, ruining the bathroom, all that shit. Okay. So that is on my mind. I will uh, I'll fill, him on, fill him in on it, and we'll see if he actually goes. So that is all happening this weekend. Uh, all right, get some merch. You can find it at ericsaneshow.com. Click on the merch tab and shop away. Tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeve, short sleeve, different blends of shirts. I love how with the t-shirts, you can get 27 different colors, okay? The shirts are 20 bucks. They do bend you over on the shipping. I think by the time it's all said and done, you're going to pay like 25, 26 bucks with the tax. But uh, I don't know. I get like about four or five bucks a t-shirt. So uh, whatever, it helps. Thank you so much if you've uh, bought one in the past. And uh, if it wears out, get a new one. EricZaneShow.com. Click on merch. The open of this show and the live stream. It comes to you from my friends at Horizon Hydroponics. My gosh, if you're growing anything from anywhere in the U.S., call upon Horizon Hydroponics for all the things you need to have a successful grow. Okay. Now, it isn't just growing cannabis, though they are experts on that. For your garden, whatever it is you need, this is a specialty shop that caters to anyone who has a green thumb. Any type of growing, my gosh, call upon them for all the various things to add to the soil. I love the idea of the mantis pods. You're like, wait, what is a mantis pod? Well, a praying mantis when it's getting set to uh, lay its eggs, makes a cocoon, and then the, the little eggs go in there, and then you throw the pod into your garden, okay? And then after a period of time, the little buggers are like an eighth of an inch big. Thousand of them come crawling out of there. I'm not kidding. This is exactly how it goes. And then they grow quickly. And at about two weeks into life, when they're about a half inch long, that's when the fight starts. They start battling Out of all those mantises, one will remain victorious. One will live. I swear to God. And then that one turns into the queen bee, boss of the garden, okay? And just starts laying waste to any pests that are in your garden and destroying them. Buy a mantis pod at uh, uh, Horizon Hydroponics. I've got to post this video. It's on my phone of because they had just hatched last time I was there. And they're all up and down this this tree, this little, uh, not a tree, it's a uh, some type of vegetation. And they're getting ready, prepared for the war. And, I, man, it is really, really cool. Uh, Horizon Hydroponics Online, that's H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. Order from anywhere in the USA. 
uh, orders 250 and more, the shipping is free. Coupon code ZANESHO at checkout. That gets you 10% off. You can buy it online and pick it up, too, at any one of their four brick-and-mortar locations, Alpine and Grand Rapids, Growers Outlet and Byron Center, Kalamazoo and Lansing. Thank you, Horizon Hydroponics. I want to read a uh, message I got from uh, the amazing Don O. Don is a uh, listener of the podcast, just like you, and he did what a lot of you have done or are going to do, and you called upon the sponsors whenever you are in need. That's all I ask, whatever it is you might be, whether it be something from Horizon Hydroponics, calling on Mario about a mortgage, uh, entertainment options at TC Paintball, BC Pizza. You know how it is in this show. Uh, In this case, Don called upon the multi-talented Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. And this is how this went. Hello, silent zaniac Don O here. Just wanted to say thanks to Joe Martinez and his crew for helping me out with our furnace. The week before spring break, I noticed the house was chilly. I got in touch with Joe, and he had the boys come out. Long story, but anyways, after several uh, several attempts, they did track down the problem and got it fixed. Ended up being a new control board. The house has never been more comfortable, even when the new unit was brand new. Kind of makes me think it was a bad apple for a long time. A couple of weeks ago, my buddy mentioned that he had a furnace that he had to have. He had to have a new furnace installed. When he told me how much the other guys were charging him, I nearly choked. And I said, that doesn't sound right. You really need to contact Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling before you commit to get an estimate. He did. And, of course, Joe kicked the other guy's ass and got the job. Thanks to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thanks to A&E Heating and Cooling. Without the show, I never would have probably known to call A&E. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Don. I appreciate that. And that's all you do. You call up Joe, 616-516-8579. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and call the other guys. Get the estimate from I don't care how many you call. And then don't, don't tell Joe that you did that. I like the surprise. Okay. And then uh, call him last. And he will beat their price. And he will install the Cadillac of air conditioners, the Comfort Maker brand. Okay. And uh, if by chance he doesn't, just say, well, these guys, uh, Joe, Eric Zane said you would beat these guys. And he's going to go, yeah, I will. All right. I honor that. That's how it works. So there is no reason why you should call upon, any, why you should have anybody else do any heating and cooling HVAC work. Uh, that's all you need, okay? That's all the information you need. Joe is going to beat even the lowest price. I promise you. I promise. 616-516-8579. Okay, questions for Dear Meathead. We are 13 minutes away. Uh, 13 minutes away. Let's see how close we are. Tio from South Dakota has, uh, has a couple of questions. Michael Ball, listen to what what asshole Michael Ball wrote. Dear Meathead, my friend Ernie suddenly wants to take on an athletic adventure that he has no business trying. 
He is fat and out of shape, and I really worry for his long-term health that he is biting off way more than he can chew. What advice can I give him? Thanks, Matt. Asshole. All right. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Oh, dear. Our pal Marilyn Manson is back. Boy, um, you know, a lot of the times when people do stupid things or are accused of things and, uh, you know, they're in, in, in the interest of uh, the public, they're kind of like, um, oh, my God, you know, they're judged and the cancellation takes place. For a lot of these folks, all you have to do is remain quiet. And then over time, the story will lose its luster and then everybody will forget about it. And then that's that. Okay. I don't know if that's the case for Marilyn Manson here. I don't know if this is going to work out. And part of it has to do with how incredibly ugly the guy is. I mean, uh, honestly, who didn't see this coming? I'm just amazed that it's taken this long for the shit to hit the fan on Marilyn Manson. Can you imagine if your daughter brought home a guy that looks like that? You can see it on the live stream. I mean, even if he had no makeup and he didn't have the Adolf Hitler haircut and look like an asshole... This is still a hideous-looking human being. What a dick. I even found a picture of him smiling, which I don't think I've ever seen him smiling. That's not it. Look at him. What a fucking creep. All right. And the uh, stories about uh, how much of a a crazy person he is with various women have been... uh, surfacing for several uh, several weeks now now he has a warrant out for his arrest now um i think this is kind of a misdemeanor thing but it's, it's pretty screwed up this happened in the community of guilford new hampshire which i am quite familiar with believe it or not uh back in the day in the old uh old radio days we used to have a uh, an affiliate out there and i visited that uh, beautiful uh, area of new hampshire it's really quite nice actually but he was at um, uh, some some uh, Bank of New Hampshire pavilion, which I might even have been there too. I think I saw Fog Hat there. I'm pretty sure I did. It was a uh, the old um, we had a radio station also called the Hawk in uh, in that area, and uh, there was a concert, and there we were front row with the band Fog Hat, and there was like a hundred people there. It was so embarrassing. Brian Warner, Marilyn Manson, is on stage. So uh, he had hired some lady for this concert in August of 2019. A, um, she had commissioned um, a photographer to be, like, in the pit area. You know how it is? You got the stage, and you got, like, several feet, six, seven, eight feet, where, like, the uh, security guards will be and keeping a, uh, uh, you know, an eye on the, the, where the performers are to the, to the audience. Well, uh, they had released um, the information, but um, Manson had hired a videographer slash photographer to be in there shooting footage of him, okay? And uh, so as this is all going on, Manson decides, even though he hired her, uh, to, to he spits and it lands on her. And so he, she sees that... Um, she sees it and she like wipes it off. Well, he notices 
that uh, she's grossed out, so he keeps doing it. And so, according to the story, he, he continues to, to spit on her. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? This is gross. This sick bastard is, is spitting all over me. And then finally, he gets to a point where he really wants to amp it up. And according to her and according to the eyewitnesses, he gets really close to her, holds one nostril shut, and blows everything in his nose right on her face and her body and her equipment. It's just all oh, sick. What's more gross, Bruce puking in the spot between the front seats or Marilyn Manson spitting and blowing hot booger all <laughs> over you? Holy shit. Ugh. My God. All right. There's more uh, specific details of it. His attorney says there's no way this happened. Manson's uh, attorney says it's no secret to anyone who's ever attended a Marilyn Manson concert that he likes to be provocative on stage. This misdemeanor claim was pursued after we received a demand from a videographer for more than $35,000 after a small amount of spit accidentally came into contact with their arm. After we asked for evidence of any alleged damages, we never received a reply. Well, it's not damages. It's just fucking gross. You can't spit on people. Now, she says, and the eyewitnesses say, it wasn't like, like uh, in this room, spit's always flying out of my mouth. Okay? It's, it's, it wasn't like there was an accident, uh, say it, don't spray it incident that happened, like a little fleck of spit happened to land on her. He hocked a loogie on her. Um, this whole claim is ludicrous. We remain committed to cooperating with authorities as we have done throughout. One of the concert uh, goers says that Manson had no regard for this lady when he kept spitting during the performance. Oh, yeah, he's spitting everywhere. One time it got in her camera, so she wiped it off, looked annoyed. He noticed and kept purposely doing it. I think the final straw was he actually got on the floor. So he, he jumped into that pit area, walked up to her within two to three feet and unloaded the, it says giant, hacked a giant snot rocket at her, at her and not the camera. She was pissed off, disgusted, disgusted, stormed off, and he just laughed. Well, okay. You know that he's guilty of all this crazy shit with the women. Because if you have this no regard, I mean, what type of animal has no regard for anybody, no no respect for your fellow man in any way, shape, or form, you know this is a fucking serial killer. Ugh. Less than a week ago, the 52-year-old singer-songwriter's former assistant, I didn't even hear about this one, Ashley Walters, joined a slew of women accusing and suing him of allegedly abusive behavior. Uh, last month, Game of Thrones actress Esme Bianco filed a complaint in Los Angeles federal court. Who is she? Esme Bianco. Yeah, the uh, weirdo shit that that guy was involved in. Ooh, who the fuck is Esme Bianco from Game of Thrones? Esme Bianco. Uh, I recognize her kind of bit part. Ginger. Don't mess with the gingers, man. So this is uh this is what this guy is doing. He's uh, totally denying it, but my god. 
Sick-ass story, to be sure. Blowing snot on people. More rockers misbehaving. There is drama coming out of the camp of the band Megadeth. Okay, I'll actually get to that coming up in uh, in a little bit. I don't have that much time to get to it because I got to get to Dear Meathead. But uh, there is definitely a problem going on with the band Megadeth as they have, uh, have fired their bass player, guy, older guy by the name of uh, Dave Ellefson. I think that's a pretty. I, I recognize the name, so I think he's been with the band for quite some time. I I know I recognize that name, David Ellefson. Dirk would know who he is as he's a bass player. Uh, anybody who's a fan of Megadeth would know who David Ellefson is. But Dave Mustaine says, all right, Ellefson's out. 56-year-old Dave Ellefson has been kicked out of the band for something that is not good. And it isn't because he's a shitty bass player. Oh, God. This is rough. Rough sledding ahead. Nick says, if Cuomo can survive it, anyone can. Referring to the uh, Alec. No, you're right. Except that um, uh, Manson, you know, there's a, there's even more of a sinister thing, you know, because I think he was like locking chicks up and, 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 hurt, and hurting them and biting them and stuff like that. So I think it's a little bit more sinister with Manson. Uh, Kenny says Ellefson did something stupid a few years a few years ago, and it came back to bite him. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Don't give it away. All right. So that's just a little bit. Uh, dear Meathead, in just a second, I would love to promote your business. All right. If you want any information about how that works, just reach out to me, eric at ericzanecho.com. I want to hear from you. Maybe you are the man or the woman or you work for the man or the woman. Reach out, eric at ericzanecho.com, and I can put you front and center with thousands of people each and every week. Thank you so much. You know what's crazy is uh, on the old platform, Audio Boom, which I just switched to a company called uh, Red Circle, um, on Audio Boom, it had been great. You know, I, I had uh, I really no complaints until – but I think that there is something weird with the fact that they're overseas because the amount of um, downloads that I was getting was was great. It was I had no problem with it. It seemed awesome to me. Well, I just switched to a U.S.-based company called Red Circle, and I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but the amount of downloads that I would get per week, which is like somewhere between between ten and 20,000 uh, a week, which isn't great, but it's good for me um, for what I do. Well, as soon as I started working with Red Circle, that's now like what we get a day. And I'm like, holy shit. What? Why? I should have done this so much sooner. What the fuck? I don't know if the uh, what they were doing at Audio Boom was, I don't know, weird in the procurement of the, uh, of the download numbers. But clearly I was missing out on something. I have no idea. But uh, all right. Dear Meathead, as always, is brought to you by my friends. At uh, JM Synthetics, online at jmsynthetics.com. If you need any type of lubrication for your car, truck, uh, RV, uh, side-by-side, marine, jmsynthetics.com. Go there, pick out what you want, then dial the number and say, hey, I'm in. 
And then uh, Jason Mays will take care of everything for you. The next thing you know, it shows up at your place and you're in business. Thank you to jmsynthetics.com. All right, let's bring in the legend right now. My 87-year-old father. For another round of Deer Meathead. Way Johnny on the spot, guy. Good morning. Hey, Dad, how are you? I'm okay. How about you? Never better. You feeling all right? I feel all right. I just got up too late. <clears throat> yeah, you just sleep in a little, huh? I, I didn't intend to, but uh, somehow other I did. Maybe it has something to do with when you hit your head the other night. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It is okay. How's that going, Dad? You feel all right? You're all right. I don't have it. It don't even hurt. No, no. Did that, did that scare you when you went down? For a minute it was, yeah. You're like, what the hell just happened? Did you, no, wait a minute now, did you Did you try running? Is that what happened? Is that what, what where, where the problem occurred? No, I just lost balance. Just for no reason. It was rainy to begin with. Yeah. So I was in a hurry to walk home, you know, to the house. Okay. Well, I think the important question that we need to know is, did you catch the squirrel? No. Okay. We don't know where they're coming from and where they're going. It's a groundhog. Okay, so what type of dad? It's not a squirrel. It's a groundhog. I didn't know that. Groundhog. What do you? Okay. What What is the groundhog doing? Is he eating the garden? No, no. They haven't done anything, but they are they're hanging around. It's at one point it's set on a fence. This thing is a humongous animal. And it will, if it got in your garden, kiss it goodbye. Okay. Now, have you ever heard of like a mole or a vole going through the yard? Maybe it's a mole. No, this is a groundhog. Okay. And and, and people have seen him sitting on a fence. He sits on the fence? Yeah. I've never heard of a groundhog sitting on, is he like? I never either. In fact, I don't know what it looks like. It climbs a fence. Oh, I thought he's like sitting on the fence giving you the. Oh, I made a mistake. Okay. But now here's a situation. My next, my next door neighbor thinks it's disappeared for some reason. Last couple of days, it's not a, it's not been around. Well, have, have you checked the trap? Maybe he's in there. No, I, I looked at him uh, constantly. Okay, now if and, you... and if that thing gets in that trap, I think it'll destroy the trap. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be one huge animal. <coughs> I mean, a couple of neighbors have seen him. Okay, I, well, maybe it's like, yeah, I don't know. That that seems like it would be uh, quite a ferocious beast if it can get out of a trap, you know. I, and it's got a hole. It dug a hole in my neighbor's yard, not my yard. Okay. But it's uh, to just jumped the fence with no problem. Okay, so uh, you got a... Uh, you got a groundhog that jumps the fence and sits on the fence, and he's capable of, esca- of escaping a cage. It sounds like a ferocious creature, Dad. Don't escape it, but it destroys this uh, cage. Okay, now, if you catch it in the cage, what is the plan? What are you going to do with it? I don't know. I've caught a lot of other uh, critters. I know it. I know uh, you've, you've caught skunks. And then uh, this one, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I have to call the Humane Society. 
according to Joanne. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, uh, what what type of bait do you put in there? Just cauliflowers and uh, vegetation, lettuce. Okay, so the little bastards would go in there. He'd get caught. The thing would close. Now you've and that that trap is the same one that you would catch the skunks in, right? Oh yeah, this is a big trap. Okay. Yeah. It's about uh, what is it? About sixteen inches high. All right. Well, if you catch it, make sure you get a picture of it, or at least call call up Stong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be near him, man. Hey, even better. You could bring it up north. Bring it up north in the bed in the oh, bed of the really? truck. <laughs> no way. Hey, listen. One time, I caught three. What was that? Skunks. Three skunks. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember you kept catching them, and then so, you and then you would let them go, right? Oh yeah, I never, I never kill them. Right, right. Who would do that? That just that's, that would be stupid. Uh, but right. against the law, if I got caught, that's bad news. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. I think you're supposed to talk to like the local officials. They're like take care of that for yeah, you. Right. Uh huh. But you you said screw that. I'm doing it my own way. Well, I, I just didn't have any other uh, recourse, I guess. Right, right. Well, you could have called them. But, uh, well, anyway, Dad, uh, we're looking for Is that Have you guys confirmed or not if you're going to be going up north? Because I was talking about that a little bit. We're going. You John are. and I and uh, Mike and Liz, we're going. That's oh. all we're going to get. Wow. You know, we have not seen each other since October. Yes, I know. And then I didn't hug you then. I stayed away because I was afraid, like, if I got you sick, you know. Uh, but, you know, everybody's kind of, like, feels better because they're fully vaccinated. We are. You are. Yeah, uh, we are. I'm, I'm trying to convince Diana's brother to go with me. To go with Diana and me. It'd be uh-huh. me it would be me, Diana. Well, he's vaccinated, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he sure is. Yeah, he is no no loss. But you know, he's afraid I uh, he's he gets a little bit uh um sheepish to go to be in places around others because uh he swears a bunch. So he's afraid that he won't stop swearing. And so I said to him, I go, Well, I mean, it's not like you swear around here all the time, just Take it easy, you know, no big deal. He's afraid that he's so loose-lipped that he'll offend someone, you know? Well, I'm not I'm not in favor of that, but then again, that, that's, I don't know. Well, I told him, I told I've him. I've never had anybody around me that right. constantly swears. Well, know? I said to him, I go, you can control yourself, come on. And uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I'll, uh, you, you probably won't know till we get there whether or not he's going to be there, but. I think you shouldn't stop him from coming. No, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him to come, and uh, and if he does, he does. If he doesn't, that's up to him. You know, I figured I'd just I mean, offer. Can he take care of himself when he's all by himself? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, he can't cook food or anything else, can he? Well, yeah, he can. He heats up frozen food in the microwave. Oh. So yeah. I don't know. I think you gotta bring him. I'm gonna try. So, you'll be able to spend some time with him and bond with him. Yeah. All right. Oh, hey, he's a nice kid. I met him a long time ago. A kid? He's 59 years old. I know, I know, but anybody younger than me is a kid. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, so there's that. That's all good. Uh, anything else going on, Dad, that I need to know about? Yeah, I need to know if Diana is imp- shows a good sign of improvement. 
Well, it's two weeks to the, to the day since she's been operated on, Dad. Uh, and it's it's still going slow, but she does feel a lot better. Is she in pain? Uh, if she moves it the wrong way, yes. Man, I feel so, bad for her. Yeah. I really do. She's a resilient person. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take probably another an, another year, basically, for well, her. Well, we praise yeah. the God that has given us the ability to heal. So Yes, praise praise the God for that. Absolutely. Okay, Dad, I got a question you, uh, for you from Mike. Okay, from Mike? Yeah. Hello, Mike. He writes, Dear Meathead, my friend Derek suddenly wants to take on an athletic adventure that he has no business attempting. Derek is fat and out of shape, and I really worry about his long-term health that he is biting off way more than he can chew. What advice can I give him? Signed, Mike. Mike, you've got a nice friend of yours that is worried and concerned about you. No, 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 no. No. Uh, uh, Derek is the fat one, and Mike is the one concerned. Mike is a friend. And Derek is the fat one who suddenly wants to get athletic and uh, run a race or something. Okay. And okay. then Mike is Mike is worried about him because he's so fat and out of shape that he's going to hurt himself. I, I say to Derek, praise God that you have a friend that is concerned about your health. Now, there is a situation that you should follow. You should not jump into right away doing the thing that you think you ought to do if you are an overweight person. There's nothing wrong with being overweight other than your health is in jeopardy. You cannot get involved in athletic situations for the fact that you are extremely or somewhat overweight. First thing you got to concentrate on, lose the weight. Now, it might take you six months to a year to do that, but an overweight person cannot do what a very normal person can do. So don't do that. First thing first, get your weight off. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good idea. You definitely go 100% to get the weight off. And weight can come off strictly with the fact of you're taking more, less intake of food. Yeah, less and intake that's a of food. Task. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, it's easy for a guy like me to sit around and say, hey, you shouldn't do that, do that. No, I know it's a hard situation, but you got to work on one thing at a time. The most important thing is, my friend, be happy and lucky that you got friends that are caring for you and trying to insist that you lose the weight. Right, right. yep, yep, absolutely. Now, that'll take you, I would have to say, Probably a year. Yeah, I agree. It's going to take this fat guy a year to uh, to get it. Yeah, normalcy. Then, my friend. 
Yeah. Take care of any other issues. Yeah, you gotta you gotta ease into. You can't just jump right into like uh, I don't know, racing a half marathon or something like that. No uh, way. It's stupid. It's dumb. In fact, in fact, you know what? You're cutting down the normalcy of your how long you're gonna live. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna hurt yourself, and then it's sure. gonna be terrible, and then you're probably gonna die. It's just an awful idea. Awful sure. idea. Now listen, I'm a, I'm a much older person than he is, I'm sure. And I walk, I'm a very athletic type of an old man and all that. But my God, I was just walking a straight line in a, in a dark time, uh, yeah. in the night time. For, for no reason I fell. Yes, yes, that's, a, that's for sure. I mean, you got you to gotta take it easy. I think this... So, don't play with your life like that, my friend. I think this Derek guy is considerably older than his pal Mike, too. That's just what I'm thinking. So, all right. Derek, that, yeah, we care for you. Yeah, your Derek. friend really cares for you. Yes. Don't just blow him off. Yes. You're, the, the bottom line is Derek, uh, I hate to say it, is fat, and he needs to not be so fat before he does anything. And the word fat to me is a revolting word. Yeah. I'd hate to hear somebody call me, hey, Rob, well, you're fat. Yeah, but that's that's what you got to do. You got to tell people. You got to be honest with them. Say, look, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You are a well, fat, uh, a fat. The, the most kind person is overweight. Yes, you have, if you have but fat. Overweight is like you're five pounds overweight. So should, uh, should maybe Mike say, look, Derek, you're disgusting. Yeah, well, you can, you know, you're trying to embarrass him. That's okay. You, you can do that. But that's not really cut it. I think you got to just set him aside and say, hey, listen, people out here are caring for you, loving you. And then, you know, you're admitting yourself that you're an overweight person and you do look disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're right in there somewhere. I like, okay, hang on, Dad. I'm writing this down. You're trying to embarrass him. That's okay. Well, yeah, it's okay to embarrass them. All right, got it. All right, very good. Uh, next question. Uh, dear Meathead, Tio in Rapid City, South Dakota writes. What's the name? Uh, Tio. Tio, uh, okay. T-E-O. Tio writes. Dear, oh, Tio. Dear, dear Meathead, have you done a lot of wood carving? Have you ever done any Japanese wood carving or chainsaw wood carving? If you. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, that, <laughs> last wood carving I did was finger carving. Yeah, you sure did. You sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Three fingers. Yeah, I think Tio is into like uh, wood carvings, which sounds. That's, I, I think that's an art. It is an art. I think that uh, that's the one with like the chisels and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and if you're good. Uh, you're in demand. Yeah, However, that, again, I don't know what kind of tools it takes to do that. Be careful with that. Yeah, that that sounds fun. That that sounds. But no, yeah, Tio, Dad has never done any wood carving. Now, if you want to talk about making picture frames and things like that, he's all about that, right, Dad? Yeah, well, picture frame is a simple job, except uh, you can lose three fingers. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, another question. Dear Meathead, what is your favorite board game? Do you have a favorite board game? Yes, I do. Okay, what is it, Dad? My favorite board game that I have, in fact, recently started redoing it is 
uh, backgammon. Oh, yeah, of course. Old school. Yeah, I've got a... It's me and my my daughter. We we tackle. Yeah. That's Lizzie. I've got a uh, backgammon set up north. We can play. I can bring it over to Stong's Bring it over. I got mine at home. I got my own backgammon game. Awesome. Yeah, back- if you want to bring it and don't forget it, that would be great. You know, that's an ancient game. It's been around forever. Oh, we're great at it. So far, the score is 3-1, uh, to one, or uh, I think uh, Lizzie beat me twice and I beat her once. All right. Very good. Okay, so backgammon. I, I, I agree with that. It's a great, great uh, brain game. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's kind of like it's not as uh, – it's not as um, – uh, you you don't need as much brain power as chess, but you need more brain power than checkers. So it's kind of like right in between them, you know. Yes, yes. So, all right, excellent. Uh, Nathan writes this, dear Meathead. Can you tell us a funny story about your mom? Well, now, Grandma doesn't really. She, she never really struck me as a funny person. She seemed. No, she seemed pretty she serious. Was, yeah. Serious person. Yeah, I don't. Do you, do you do you recall what? Uh, Let me what, tell you about the, my mom. Yeah, I was like somehow I don't know why I had this in the trait. I was like thirteen or fourteen years old, and I used to go to the Armenian club and hang out there. This was done by American missionaries. I hang around till late at night. We take records and play it. And then uh, I'd get carried away and get home. I had to get a, on a bus to come home like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, that's a no-no. No-no yeah. for my mom. Way too late. Yeah, that's uh, definitely too late. That woman would stand at the bus stop until I showed up. Yeah. Now, the worst part of that showing up was my ear was a danger of being lost. Oh, she's going to grab it and pull it. She grabbed me by the ear. Oh, no. And pulled me. It's about 200 feet away my, where my house is. Oh, Jesus. It twist, twisted my ear. Oh. And it dragged me like that. And I said, well, well, well. <laughs> I actually cried. Wow. And I get home, and you know what? I would never, never learn my lesson. So, well, yeah, you know. I keep going for it some more. Well, yeah, there's a lot of fun things that go on at the Armenian. Yeah, as youth, we had records, we played, and then the American missionary were there. They somewhat wouldn't stop us, but we hang out there till, uh, well, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Yeah. And then by the time I caught the bus and... Got ready to leave and all that is 11 o'clock when I get home. Let me ask you this, Dad. Uh, um, is there like a sign at the front that says, Welcome to the Armenian Club? No, the Armenian Club was uh, uh, governed by the missionary, American missionaries. Yeah. And then we had our own group in that club. That's a huge place. Nice building, nice gardening, nice and all that. So and uh, I had like two or three favorite uh, records. Yeah, I nursed them really you, cool, and I take it with me. 
And we played music and dance, and that was girls, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing anyway. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so this is all going on there. Now, how about the Iranians? Are they outside of the Armenian club wanting to get into it? No. Okay, they stay away. We had gates, uh, I don't know, 20 feet tall. Uh huh. And the whole thing had metal fence all the way around it. Oh, my God. All right, so you make a trip to the Armenian club, come home, grandma would pull your ear off of your head, and you would continue to do this. Yeah. Why didn't you just come home earlier? Yeah, I'm with grandma. If you kept breaking the rules, I would pull your ear too. Well, I mean, I didn't do this seven days a week, uh, maybe three, four days a week. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, no, she would not quit. Okay. No. <laughs> she sounds like a tough woman, Dad. Like she was a tough woman. Oh, my mom. Oh, yeah. When she looked at you, you knew you were going to get it. Well, it was a different era. I mean, back then, that's what parents did to kid, uh, did to kids. It was, it was the. Uh, I mean, I don't really recall that too much with you guys, with mom and dad, for me, but. Uh, your mom and dad, and mom and dads of about that uh, it era. It was a dad. It was a mom. Right. Well, you know what I mean. Eventually, uh, uh, yeah. eventually, the, somebody's going to snap and start to beat up a kid. My dad would kill me <laughs> if I had a chance. If he had a chance. Oh yeah, yeah, tough. He was a tough dude. I, that's what I understand. I remember you telling me stories about about your dad. Holy cow! Uh, I'm glad I didn't meet that guy. No, no, yeah. no, no. Uh, all right. Well, Dad, uh, Dad, that's going to do it. I am, I'm, I'm fresh out of questions. I, uh, I as always, we appreciate you and uh, and Joanne for the time, and um, we're, we're going to see you very soon coming up, Dad. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Joanne is on the quiet side. She somehow or other injured her back. Yes, I, I, you know what, I mentioned that, and I understand that she's a little bit under the weather, and, uh, yeah, you know. she's now beginning to walk a little bit better. And- yeah, oh my God. Well, I, I certainly hope that um, uh, she's feeling better by the time we get up there, maybe just a little bit of uh, take it easy. Uh, I hope so. I pray to God that this would go away. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. So just lay low, take some, uh, maybe some uh, Tylenol or whatever. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And then hopefully it'll it'll absolutely work out. either that or drink heavily. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. I'll I'll talk to you very soon. I'll see you in a couple of days. Yes, you will, and definitely we'll have a good time. Honey. All right, Joanne. All right, Dad. I love you guys very much. And give our love and hugs and kisses to the your your wife and beautiful girl that she heals in a hurry. So absolutely, we're worried about that. Yep, she's gonna be just fine. It's just gonna take a little while. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Adias. You're wonderful people, and God bless you all. Absolutely. All right, Dad. Thank you. All right. See you up there. Yep. See ya. Uh, There you go. Another rip-roaring edition of Dear Meathead right here. Uh, The idea of uh, my dad uh, talking about, you are disgusting. Uh, you're trying to embarrass him. That's okay. Uh, Tio, when I was showing my fat, says I would kill for a body like that. Jason says, look at that little Debbie. Chris says, uh, right color to geez, Eric, get some sun. Uh, 50 bucks on Derek. That would be me. 
Uh, Mike says, I'll, I'll take that action. So Mike would bet on himself for the race. Uh, Joanne laughing at chainsaw wood carving. That's awesome. Jason says, did you, did she ever smack you with your shoe? Oh God. That would probably be something he'd hope for. All right. There you go. Him talking about how disgusting I am. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Mike Ball. The end is near 144 days from the race. See, the thing is, I'm only going to get faster. Every day, I'm going to get faster. Most people are going to bet on Mike. Go ahead. Do your thing. I don't care. Holy shit. Dear Meathead, another rip-roaring edition of Dear Meathead brought to you by my friends at JM Synthetics. Okay, take a pee time. Yep, I got to do that. Hold on a second. Where's my caption that says, I had to take a break. Got to go take a pee. Do that right here. I'll be back in a second. That took longer than I thought. <clears throat> what a jackass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 144 days. That's a gross. Kind of like your gut. Oh, fuck. Nick says, uh, those one-arm food curls don't count as working out, Eric. T.O. mockingly writes, watch out, Mike Ball. He's getting faster every day. Terry says, man, this guy pisses a lot. He should have his kidneys looked at. Kidney. Dean says hello to Stevie, which no doubt is going to bring the response from Kenny. Fuck you, Dean. (laughs) Go fuck your mother. (laughs) All right. Terry says that took more time than usual. It must have turned into a poop. No. Come on. All right. Plenty more stuff to get to. Um, I got one story in particular that's going to trigger some of you in an awful way. But first, let me get to this story. I don't even know if I'm going to get to it, in fact. I might have to save the one, that, the, the uh, triggering story, which is going to make you go, Oh, my God. You'll know it when you hear it. I might have to save it for the Patreon. Okay, so uh, uh, dude from Megadeth, bass player. What did I say his name was? David Ellefson. Megadeth kicked the dude out of the band. Dave Mustaine says, all right, yeah, uh, we don't know the details of everything that occurred, but uh, we with an already strained relationship, translation he's been an asshole for a long time so this this is just the final thing what has already been revealed now is enough to make working together impossible moving forward dave mustaine said i haven't i haven't yet told you what he did we look forward to seeing our fans on the road this summer we cannot wait to share our brand new music with the world it is almost complete Um, 
So here's the story. Dave Ellefson is accused of something really gross with a, like a really young kid. Okay. All right. First of all, Megadeth said, we're informing our fans Dave is no longer in the band. We don't take this decision lightly. Sexually explicit videos of uh, 56-year-old Dave Ellefson. So it's a video of this 56-year-old man masturbating and photos of a flirtatious exchange with a woman surfaced online earlier this month. At the time, rumors spread online that he had been grooming an underage fan. He vehemently denied the accusations and posted a statement from the woman he claimed he had sent the material to who said she was of age the whole time they were in contact. Both his statement and hers have since been deleted. On May 10th, Ellefson addressed the allegations with a since-deleted Instagram post. Well, look, hold on a second before I get to that. I don't care if it's with an underage girl or not. If anyone is watching a video of me masturbating, you don't have to worry about kicking me out of the band because I'm going to leave. I'm going to do a Walter White and uh, I'm going to call the vacuum cleaner salesman and I'm going to move. I'm going to be transported to Alaska and live in a cabin for my days because I don't want to look anybody in the face if I know that there's video of me masturbating that the world is seeing. I mean, think about that. Let alone masturbating to images of a kid. Okay? I mean, seriously. Ugh. Here's uh, what Ellefson said in the since-deleted Instagram post. As you may or may not know, well, we know now, some private and personal conversations and interactions have surfaced online, released with ill intention by a third party, who is not authorized to have them or share them. Ellison wrote at the time via blabbermouth, while certainly embarrassing, I want to address it as openly and honestly as possible. As much as it's not something I'm proud of, these were private adult interactions that were taken out of context and manipulated to inflict maximum damage to my reputation, my career, and family. Well, look, I need to know the tale of the tape. I mean, is this, are you married? Uh, do you have kids? You know he does, okay? If that's the case, and, and there's video of you heating up the German war helmet, uh, uh, fuck, how do you, ooh. Ellefson also included a statement from the woman he claimed was the recipient of his online messages. Quote, I'm the girl people are talking about in the posts about Dave Ele David Ellefson right now, and I just want to tell my side of the story because people are sharing misinformation and the situation is getting out of hand without the truth being out there, she wrote. Yes, those video calls did happen, but I was the one to initiate them, and never was I underage. Underage. I was always a consenting adult. Nothing inappropriate ever happened before that. It was all consensual. I'm not a victim. And I have not been groomed in the slightest as, as I was the one to initiate it. 
I was just naive enough to record him and share it with a friend without his permission. In the end, it was all consensual and all online. Now, if that's true, and that's according to Dave, he's like, hey, wait a minute here. These are her words. Honestly, uh, that would be the old much to do about nothing. Okay? It's just embarrassing at that point. If be, But, I mean, if you're a 56-year-old dude, and, you, I mean, there, there's also the element of uh, is he married, does he have kids, and I guess I don't know that for sure. But if that is the case, it's just embarrassing. It's just awful. And that may still be enough to make the band say, you know what, fuck this. There's enough weirdness going on with you. All we want to do is is play music. We don't want to be on stage with a guy who's involved in all of this drama, so get out. I could actually understand uh, why the band would get rid of him. But outside of that, I don't think anything more other than what he deals with on a personal basis with the, if there is a Mrs. Ellefson. Holy shit. I need to know, is David Ellefson married? Is David L. He's been married since 1993 <laughs> to a lady named Julie. Oh. So that's weird. All right, so he's got to deal with that. He's in a world of shit, as Private Pyle once said, before he blew his brains out. You got to see that movie, Full Metal Jacket. It's incredible. Uh, Ellison also included a statement from the woman. I already said that. I don't know how it got to this point, but this is from the chick. But a lot of information is being left out by the people purposely trying to harm him. So you're telling me that the girl who, whoever this was, uh, initiated this with him and got him to masturbate in a video uh, uh, thing and then got the recording and said to her friend, hey, watch this. This is the bass player from Megadeth beating his meat. And then this other person got their hands on it, and then that person spread it out to the world. I mean, that's fucking terrible. Uh, I would ask that anyone sharing these personal private videos or any misinformation about them to please stop. Well, you did it in the first place, whoever you are. Later that day, Megadeth released the statement that said... uh, There are clearly aspects of David's private life that he kept to himself. As the situation unfolds, it is important that all voices would be heard clearly and respectfully. We look forward to the truth. How'd you like to be Dave Mustaine? He's like, hey, wait, hey, man, hey, Dave, how you doing? Oh, not bad. Well, you know, know, Mustaine has a history of being an asshole, too, and he's he's constantly kicking people out of his band. There's always a revolving door of band members in there. Hey, uh, we got word that Dave was beating his meat. And there's video going around of Dave jacking it. Oh, my God. Ellison's been around for a long time. He's been with the band since 1983. He actually stayed with the band through 02 when Mustaine disbanded the group to deal with a medical issue. Once he was healed, he reformed Megadeth in 04 without Ellison that same year. Uh, Blabber Mouth reports Ellison filed an $18.5 million lawsuit against Mustaine, alleging Mustaine had withheld profits. Uh, the suit was dismissed, and somehow they fixed it. Ellefson rejoined the band 
in 2010. They are kicking off a tour with one of Kenny's favorites, Lamb of God, dubbed the Metal Tour of the Year on August 20th in Austin. They have not yet announced a replacement bassist. Oh, that's got to be like a fucking elephant in the room on stage when they they when they uh they 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 bring out the new bass player. You should have, you know what? They should they should keep Ellison on and say, all right, Dave, uh, we're gonna let you stay with the band, but your bass player has to be shaped like a big dick, and you have to play your dick shaped bass for the tour because you made us all look like assholes. So we might as well have some fun at your expense. Holy cow. Kenny says, I heard a rumor. Hey, man. <laughs> I heard a rumor that Jason Newstead was taking his spot in the band. I think it's 100% untrue, but still, wow, that would be awesome. Fuck you, Dean. I had tickets to that for last summer. <laughs> it got rescheduled and then canceled and then refunded unfriended and blocked <laughs> I hope we get to go <laughs> on how he's letting me have it dude fuck off with the Dean shit as we all know Kenny is not at all above saying whatever is on his mind you, you you got the impression that he's an old softy and just a sweet, sweet, lovable, lovable, you know, uh, 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 a ball of, you know, whatever. But no, he is hardcore. He is hardcore Kenny. Don't ever forget that. He will tell you to go fuck yourself and fuck your mother in an instant. We all know that. We're all used to that. We have We can't go one live stream without Kenny telling somebody to fuck off and die. Hey, man, fuck you and your mother, Zane. (laughs) Fuck him and fuck you. Fuck everybody. Fuck. Fucking shit. Fuck, asshole. Kenny, I'm just busting your balls. That's what we do here. It's all ball busting. It's all ball busting. Nobody means anything. It's all just joking. You just got to relax, man. If Dean had Google reviews, I'd take care of his shit quick, man. (laughs) One star. Dissatisfied. And fuck you too, Nate. You're getting a bad Google review. Dean's getting a bad Google. Everybody's getting a bad Google review. Hold on a second. Let me get my keyboard. Fuck you. You fuck yourself. Fuck you. <laughs> Holy shit. Fucking shit, mate. Dean doesn't exist to me anymore. <laughs> I hate it. I hate you. I hate you, fucker. <laughs> Nate, fuck you too. One star. Do not do not be friends with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I need Google reviews on the show so that uh, Kenny can give individual Google reviews for 
uh, audience members that he is at war with. That's what we're going to need to do. Kenny's uh, audience member Google reviews is my new favorite idea that I will not follow through on. God bless my friends over at Van Dyke Mortgage, the, and specifically the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Thanks to all you audience members who have reached out to Mario. This is all you do. You call them directly, 231-332-6505. Hello, this is Mario, Mario Flores Lakeshore and Van Dyke Mortgage. Please leave a message. I'll get back with you as soon as I can. I'm making dreams come true. Thank you. Hello, Mario. This is so-and-so. I am a Zaniac. I listen to the Eric St. Show podcast. I need information about your uh, mortgage services. Please reach back to me. Leave your number and off you go. Or you can just very simply just go to his website and contact him through his website. Uh, if you want to get to it, just click on the emerald, emerald green Van Dyke Mortgage logo at ericzaneshow.com. NMLS number 3035. Not all mortgage professionals were created equal, okay? And uh, he, what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people who do mortgages, they only want to deal with people who have great credit scores so they can get the most dollar amount on the mortgage so they can make the most money. That is not the case with Mario. Everybody is welcome. Don't feel ashamed. There are no dumb questions. Some people have credit in the shitter. Uh, You can improve that. That isn't for life. Mario can help you get that all together, okay? And you can be paying on a mortgage and not to some freaking slumlord. 231-332-6505, an army of people there to help you with the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Things are going very, very well for Mario and his crew. Two offices in Muskegon, one in Grand Rapids, one in Florida, and, of course, the naming rights of the beautiful uh, Muskegon Convention Center, now known as the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage Convention Center. It's That's long, but it's just as Van Dyke Mortgage Convention Center. Right on the building. Congrats to him. Okay. Loving my friends at TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. If you want to book a party for a great time, either for paintball or jelly ball for the young kids, it's so much fun. You got Little League on Wednesdays with TC Paintball using the low-impact guns. Book a party today. Gather up the local kids, gather up the crew from work, bachelor party, bachelorette party, my gosh. Get the gear on. Uh, Everything you need is there. So all you got to do is come as you are. I would recommend wearing some clothes that you don't mind getting a little bit messed up. Uh, You can armor up if you want in terms of like so that you want to avoid, you can avoid the welts if that's your thing. Uh, But off you go, man. You get the mask, you get the paint, you get the gun, you get everything. Uh, Fully stocked pro shop. Online at tcpaintballgr.com for more information. tcpaintballgr.com for more information. Okay. Uh, El Paso, Texas. Some lady decides she wants to get some footage for her Instagram by uh, getting inside of the monkey enclosure and having her way with the monkeys. She's shooting video inside of the monkey enclosure at the zoo. What shared the hell? around the world, putting El Paso on the map for the wrong reason. An El Paso woman seen over the weekend climbing into the spider monkey enclosure at the El Paso Zoo. Well, officials tell us she was trying to feed the animals. Today, we've learned she lost her job. And police oh, are now oh, investigating the case. ABC7's JC Navarrete joins us live now in the studio with the latest 
on what's okay, happening. Okay, now is that right? She climbed into the monkey enclosure to shoot video of her with the spider monkeys. And she was like an, like an assistant at a law firm. And they fired her. Does that... I think that's okay. I mean, I, if, I, if I work at a law firm, I wouldn't want someone so stupid that they think that it's a good idea. I would keep her on and encourage her to keep doing it because apparently these monkeys can actually kill you. Eric, I spoke with the director of the El Paso Zoo earlier today concerning this video that's playing right here on your screen. They tell me they've been working with the El Paso Police Department to get charges pressed. Zoo officials are concerned the action. Okay, now these little guys, they look to be about 30 pounds each. Spider monkey. Maybe, maybe, uh, and they're, they're, they're not teeny tiny. They're not like super minute, small things. Um, but they say that these things can bring you down, and if they're pissed off, they can fuck you up pretty bad. Of one could end up costing all of us heading to the zoo. having a great time it's a video that still doesn't sit well with the el paso community she should have had sex with him right there (laughs) the el paso zoo says her actions that day has them considering their options when it comes to the spider monkey exhibit in the clip she's like walks up to him and they don't know what to do with her they're like kind of like inching towards her and then they back up she's laughing putting out her putting out her hand and the monkeys want to they're like i don't know maybe, should we have sex with her it's a monkey gang bang let's do it her actions may have long-term effects on the animals we have years of training with these animals that, that may have taken a step backwards till they get to trust us again because that was very much a breach of their trust her coming onto the island or wanting to interact with them in that capacity the woman at the forefront of the video has now been identified as lucy ray her former employer the lovett law firm told abc7 they fired her on monday after that video went viral That law firm told us she was let go because they did not condone, quote, the irresponsible and reckless behavior. The zoo warned. I think she can sue them. Can she not sue them? I mean, this is, uh, unless she's got some clause about behavior. I mean, if you have a behavior clause with an employer, then perhaps they could. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, five minutes of social media fame will never be worth it. I think the trend is more for these um, uh, viral social media posts. That seems to be what people are after, which unfortunately has ramifications beyond what they're thinking, I'm sure. Zoo officials tell me this is not a case of signage missing or lacking here. Just take a look right here. It literally says, please do not feed the spider monkeys. That's what that woman in that video was seen doing. And yeah, she's like giving them take a look. She's like giving them Doritos or some shit. This is the barrier that's supposed to be keeping people out. It is about hip height. However, zoo officials tell me that is the standard across the nation. It's been here, I don't know, 30 years. Yeah. I mean, and so, but now they're going to... Nobody would have dreamed to have gone through there. Now, uh, in a perfect world, uh, because she's such a stupid asshole, you know, all of a sudden a silverback gorilla comes around like Kong and, uh, and, and, and rips her head off the review because of this you know there are standards and maybe they're gonna have to make some changes to that so it could could have a large ripple effect not only here not only in texas but another all over the country quite frankly because of one person's you know ignorant action you know the zoo director tells me that they are now facing a tough choice on how to move forward with this spider monkey exhibit stuff <laughs> yeah jc a concerning story so what changes are they proposing well, Steph, one of them would be, again, to raise that fence, as you see there. Unfortunately, that no, goes... No, no, just uh, allow it to happen, and then if it happens, just train the monkeys to attack. That's what you do. Don't do anything. Just train them to try to actually rape her 
So she gets a, there's monkey rape going on to the next stupid asshole who tries to sneak in. The purpose of having spider monkeys, see, the reason zoos like these types of exhibit is because the island that you see the spider monkey in keeps them inside. Since they can't swim and they're afraid of water, they're rarely going to be getting out of an enclosure just like that. They're also considering increasing security there. The problem with that, though, is you can't be watching every single exhibit every single minute of the day. And as you saw in that video, it took less than one minute for things to go so wrong. Mm, just such an unfortunate incident. All right, JC, thank you. I will say, though, that interacting with monkeys is amazing. In, in Honduras, they don't give a shit if you interact with the monkeys. You go to the Gumbalimba Zoo in Honduras on Roatan, and uh, that is one of the most amazing adventures I've ever been on in my entire life. Some of you may have even seen this footage. I've been posting pictures as the years have gone on. From time to time, it shows up in my Facebook memories. But we did it twice each time we went there. It was a big reason to go because uh, I don't even know what type of monkeys they were. They weren't quite as big as spider monkeys. Um, they were much smaller. And boy, were they aggressive because um, as a group, you know, it's probably like 10, 10 people, 10 tourists, go walking up to them, and they're all like, you go around the corner, there's no enclosure or nothing like that. You just walk up to where they are, and they're all there, lined up, you know, like a mosh pit, and they see you coming, and they go running on all fours as fast as they can to you, okay? And then they leap on you, they climb your body, and sit on your shoulder. Play with your hair, fiddle with your ears, stick their fingers in your ears. They say to you, leave all wallets, leave all keys, leave every phone. Uh, well, you can have your phone. You, gotta, you, can't, you can't let it go. You have to hang on to it in your hand because if you put it in your pocket, they will reach in your pocket and take the fucking phone. Okay? Uh, I made the mistake of having a water bottle with a screw-on cap on top of it, but I, it wasn't a mistake. It was actually Gatorade because uh, I got to see him grab it, open the lid, and start chugging it uh, like the NFK drinking Ham's beer. I'm like, this is incredible. Holy shit. And they're making all this noise, and they're just awesome, and they're cute, and you get to pet them. And uh, it's, it was quite an experience, man. And uh, they, they in Honduras, they, they, like, encourage this type of behavior. They're like, ah, come on in. Spend your money. We don't give a shit. And uh, so the monkeys are everywhere. It's like it's like the walking dead. They come running up to you like that. The one took a piss right on Jim's shoulder. We didn't care. The one tried to bite uh, the uh, queen of the forest. She, like, stuck her hand out. And he, ah! The little fucker tried to bite him, bite her. It was incredible. Oh, so worth it. If you ever – this is what I recommend if you're into travel. You must go to Roatan, all right? If you want to get killed – Go to the mainland, go to San Pedro, and then just get out of the airport and walk in the street, and some you'll die. It's the murder capital of, of, the, of not the, the country or not the uh, continent, the world. Like the highest murder rate in the world is San Pedro Sula, Honduras. So you go to there and get killed. Uh, you, you know you're in a far-out place when at every intersection there's fire eaters trying to get your money. But if you go to the island... That's where the fun is. Go to Gumbalimba and just stay there. Ah, coral reefs, snorkeling. Ah, paradise.
So amazing. Sorry, that story reminded me of that adventure. Okay. Jason says, this is how pandemics start. <laughs> Nick says, wow, Eric condones monkey rape. Come on, it was a joke. Never look a gorilla in the eye until it trusts you. Otherwise, bow your head and avoid eye contact. Act like it's its biatch. Um, I used to, when I lived in Midland, Midland, Michigan, back in the day at Joe and the Poor Boy, this old-timer fixed my car. And uh, he showed up with his assistant, who was his son. And um, we got into a conversation. I forgot how it was. But this was like an, an older guy who was big, a gigantic man. And I don't know how we got into the point of the story but or why it came up, but um, the kid said, Dad, tell him about the time that you fought the ape. And he laughed, and the story this guy told me was fixing my car in my driveway in Midland was when he was like 20 years old, uh, you could go in to, this is, you know, this they didn't care about animal rights then. You could go into an, uh, a, a monkey cage with this gorilla, and if you lasted a certain amount of time, you win like 10 bucks or something like that. But you had to wrestle the gorilla. And uh, it said, do not punch gorilla. So dude got in there, and he balled up his fist, and the first thing he did was as hard as he could, punched it right in the face. This is an old, tired, cranky gorilla. And it hit him right in the face, right between the eyes. And he indicated to me that the that the gorilla actually went and just looked at him and then fucking did the old backhand like in Goodfellas. Kablamo! Right across the face. And he goes flying through the get. Oh, my God. Open it up. He punched the gorilla. Oh, fuck. They drag him out of there. This thing's dragged him out of there i have no idea if he's lying on the story but it sure sounded good to me at the time i believed it i want to believe it i want to believe that that guy actually would fuck yeah i'm gonna punch that gorilla Kablamo! as hard as he could and the thing doesn't even flinch just crack take that you stupid white bastard fuck you all right okay um so you got that And then I got this story. Now, this is the one I was talking about that I think might trigger some of you. Okay? Where is it? Okay. This happened in uh, the NFK's former hometown of Allen Park, Michigan. The NFK and the late David lived in Allen Park. And this is probably not far at all. From where they lived. Allen Park is not a gigantic community. The Critter Pet Shop in Allen Park is where this incident went down. Police are on the lookout for a 22-year-old man from Dearborn, Michigan. Okay. The owner of the pet shop Rick Sims said that the suspect came into the store and he said, hey, we got a problem. And Rick's like, what's going on? He goes, well, you sold me this parakeet and uh, 
it's got a it's it's injured. It's not it's not right. Something's wrong with it. Something's wrong with the wing. And the guy says, "Oh, okay. Uh, well, let's have a look. Uh, it's a thirty dollar parakeet." So the guy like opens up the box, and the parakeet's kind of looking at him all wonky, and the wing's a little jacked. And he goes, "Well." Uh, that looks to be some type of injury it's sustained, and uh, and the bird is in terrible condition. Have you been uh, taking care of the bird appropriately? And the guy's like, he's given right away his attitude changes. He goes, yeah, man, whatever. Just give me my $30 back. All right. Um, the entire wing, according to the story, was damaged and had blood on it. And uh, the guy, Rick Sims, he goes, dude, we would not sell you the bird like this. This is not our doing. I don't know what happened, but I know that we would not let a bird go with an injury like this. So I don't know what to tell you. And so then this 22-year-old guy uh, became enraged. Be warned. You might want to turn away. You might want to turn the sound down. The fucker smashed the fucking box with his fist. And then it went on the ground and he stomped on it like Opie stomps on a cake. The question needs to be asked by you in the uh, listening audience of a certain nature to fulfill a joke. When is one of you going to say the joke? I'll give you 10 seconds to bust it out on the live stream of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. None of you did it. It should say, oh, Dirk gets it in under the wire. Nicely done. I waited. To, I should have waited a little bit longer because Dirk gets credit. So does Scott, Andrea, Stevie, Jason, and Patriot Nick. Is he okay? No. Dirk. Dirk is in first on, uh, on YouTube. Dirk gets the point. Tio adds. <laughs> That bird's getting a bad Google review, man. Somebody's getting a bad Google review. Either the guy who killed the bird or the bird. Fuck that bird. Fuck that guy. Fuck them all. Bad Google review for you. One star. One star for you, too. One star for the pet shop. Come on. That's funny. That is hilarious. That is probably one of the funnier things I've done. I need to know if the idea of everybody gets a one-star review is being received with glowing reviews. The bird is, in fact, dead. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Uh Six. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You're getting a one-star review, too, fucker!
can make a shirt and put Kenny's face on it and then write one star review <laughs> or just, you know, like put the five stars and then just like highlight the one star so that the four are like, uh, you know what I mean? You're getting one. You got fucking hey man, you motherfucker. Fuck you. Fucking one star asshole. Asshole one star motherfucker. You're getting one star review. Kenny, what what's going on? What 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 is wrong? What 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 is what is I'm trying to call you. I need I Okay. His son just threw up. All right. I'm sorry that the son is throwing up. So that's okay. I'll I'll get you later. We'll catch up later. Are you giving the puke a one-star review? That's what we need to know. I need I need to know if or are you gonna like are you gonna call the puke terrible names? Are you gonna write online, fuck you, puke motherfucker? Nick wants to know if he threw up from laughter. Shut the fuck out my head, one star. Okay. So back to the story. <laughs> Jason says he's 20. He'll be fine. Answer your phone. Dirk says, was it Kenny's cooking? He's going to get a one star. <laughs> Sean says his son is sickened by his one-star review. Holy shit. They're coming in furiously. I'm surprised Eric hasn't changed his name to one-star Kenny. (laughs) Okay. It's called the Critter Barn. Critter Pet Shop in Allen Park. I'm going to look this place up. That is that is horrible though. I mean if you think about that. C R I T T E R. Are they open right now? I think they are. guy to go through that i would be i'd be traumatized yeah they're open right now rick sims said the suspect is uh is after he became enraged hey is rick in Okay, sorry to bother you, man. This is Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. I was just uh, calling about that crazy idiot who did that to the bird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to talk to Rick, you might want to call back in a few minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're, if we're, you want to, he's with the customer. He's going to be a little bit. Yeah, okay. All right, man. Sorry that that happened. I, I hope you didn't have to witness that. Yeah, it's all good, man. All right, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, Bye. thanks a lot. See ya. Bye. Maybe we'll catch up later. Um, it was all caught by the uh, store surveillance system.
The suspect has not yet been arrested or charged, but the idiot will face animal cruelty charges. Nowadays, the level of crazy keeps one-upping itself, says Allen Park Police Department Detective Jim Thorburn. Just unbelievable, man. Incredible. Dude, what? Hey, how are you? Hey, uh, what the hell's wrong with Derek? Is he okay? I don't know, man. He he just came in here. And I'm in my, uh, you know, my home office room, and yeah, he came in here and, and asked if we had anything for stomach pains, and said he'd been up all night. Oh shit! Yeah, so that was. I mean, uh, I was trying to get something for him. I looked down and saw you were calling. Oh yeah, what was going on? So I had to decline it. Oh uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, I was. Uh, I was talking about the uh, the idea of Kenny giving audience members one-star reviews. I don't know if you caught that. No, I, I did not. Yeah, that's what we were. I was uh, that that was the angle I was going. That was going on the uh, the uh, story from a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, you had been quarreling with a couple of the audience members. So I was, no, I'm not. No, I was suggesting that perhaps the audience members deserve one-star reviews. So I was hoping. I'm not. I'm not quarreling with anyone. Oh, you you and Dean made up, and and uh, you Dean it, Dean who I don't know anybody named Dean. Oh no, you're playing games with me, Kenny. Uh, I was <laughs> I was suspecting you were going to give Dean a one-star review, and then Nate. I think you gave Nate the finger. Uh, I don't know. What's Nate, the matter, Kenny? Uh, What's the matter? Let it all out. Let it all Nate's out. Dean's biggest fan. Uh, uh, Nate and Kate. I think they're Dean's biggest fans. Whatever. Well, what's what? How come? How come we're we're fighting? We we all need to get along. We all need to be friends. No, no, and and you can equate this to you know Nick if you want, but there's there's a difference. You know Nick, uh, he acts like an asshole, and then he'll like reach out and. And yeah. uh, check on me and stuff, and and just he he acts like a friend, you know, behind the scenes. Dean's just a dick, so I'm well, done with him. So did you? So didn't you like uh, unfriend Nick for a period of time? Yeah. So yeah, are did. you are you are you back to being pals with Nick? Yeah, Nick's all right, but he's an asshole, and he knows it. So but at least he, I mean, at least yeah. he acts like a decent person behind the scenes. So if Kenny, so Kenny, if if. If Dean calls you up and says, "Hey man, how how you doing?" You can let him no, back. I'm not ta- I'm, no, I'm not talking to Dean. You're done. It's done. You're you've. You, there's no going back. No, I mean he's been a dick for the past couple of years, and he thinks it's funny. And you know whatever, man. I mean, yeah. you don't. I want friends to treat me like a friend, yeah. not like they hate me. So if you what just want to yeah. make fun of me and hate on me all the time, then you're not my friend. So fuck you and fuck off. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I, I, I don't know if he means it, though. I think I think he actually yeah, is a good guy I at think heart. He does. I think I, I think he does. I, I think you guys need to need to hash this out on the podcast. No, no. So if I bring him in, uh, yeah, you're, you're just going to like, fuck that. I'm out of here. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to work anyway. I don't need to be on the phone very much. But, okay, uh, all right. Well, I tell you what. Oops. Take care of uh, take care of Derek, and uh, I, and I, then... yeah, he's he's fine. He's just you know, it's just right then. Uh, I think I heard you say something about Jason saying his age or whatever. 
okay, who cares what, what the age is? You know, oh, he no. just come in here and said he'd been up all night with his stomach bothering yeah. him. Yeah. What, you, am I gonna, what am I going to go you, in there and find absolutely. something yourself? You need to block Jason right away and unfriend him. That's what I would do. No, no, Jason wasn't being a dick. It's just that. Yeah, I, he I get, was. I get that. Fuck I get you. that. Uh, Man, you're not going to let me talk. I'm going to hang up. I'm sorry. I was just I was sorry. I, I talked to the same time you were. Sorry sorry about that. You do that a lot, man. Other people you call, you let them talk. But me, you like to talk over. No, I was letting you talk. I just It just happened we talked at the same time. God, you're, you're, you're like super cranky. I didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. This is an everyday thing, man. Let it go. I don't have to be friends with Dean. Well, let what go? What do you mean, let what go? You referenced it every day. Well, no, I've referenced it from time to time when it warranted it. I mean, you're, you're sitting there telling me you, you guys are go, going at it, and it is a storyline that has hey, developed. I'm not going at it with anybody because he's blocked. I can't see shitty posts because I don't want to. Well, I know it, but that's part of the uh, the, the storyline is that you're, you know, you're, it's There's part of no the storyline, man. You no, know, it is. It's, it's, me and my, it's my personal business. It's, you know? <laughs> Wait, I don't have to be friends with him if I don't want to. Well, hold on a second here. It is. It absolutely is part of your character. The whole business about blocking and unfriending and one-star reviews. It's all. It's all beautiful. It's one of the best uh, uh, things that I've ever done on this show in terms yeah, of content. It gets a lot of laughs on it, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not me being a character. It's me being me. Yes, exactly. You, know, did you ever think that maybe I, I just wanted you to update you on on my car's happenings? Not that I wanted it, you know, as part of the show. You published? Didn't you publish it to Facebook? You po- you you publicly posted that. My Facebook isn't public. Only my friends can see it. Right, but you still shared it. I mean, what? So, so I. All right. Okay. Well. All right. I, I'll. If you don't want me to. I mean, yeah. I would think that. Uh, I was under the impression that if you post something publicly on your Facebook page, it's not published. Post something to your Facebook page. <laughs> I mean, it all lends to. You, I mean, it was it was a story. No, uh, no, you made it one. Okay, all right, gotcha. I I don't want to I don't want to screw that up. I mean, it, it's fine, man. You know, you got they got some laughs out of it, whatever. But you know, this is what it is. All right. Well, take care of Derek. Oh, he's all right. All he's, right. He's in his room laying down now. Okay. All right, buddy. All right. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, later. Okay, see you. Bye. Oh, man. He's not happy. He is not happy. All right. We've got... Uh, we've got... Uh, <laughs> at nominations for asshole of the day. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get bird guy on here. I want to talk to the bird dude. But do but do be thinking about asshole today. I think it's the guy who killed the bird. They take a long time to answer the phone at this place. Hey, is uh, Rick? What was that? Is this Rick? No, it's not. Is Rick in? Yeah, he is. Thank Give me one second. Awesome. Thank you. Asshole the day nomination for Marilyn Manson. 
blowing a booger. I don't know. What about the guy that killed the bird? Hello, can I help you? Hey, Rick. Hi, it's Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. How are you? I'm good. From where, where are you from? Uh, it's called the Eric Zane Show podcast. It's probably, okay. uh, I guarantee you've never heard of it. But anyway, I was uh, reading the story about what happened to you guys at the store with that crazy maniac doing that to the yeah. parakeet. What the hell, man? It's crazy people, man. Holy shit, dude. So when you, were, you were there when it happened. You just look at him like he's insane? Why no, you... no, I wasn't here. It was my brother. I just left. Okay, I bet your brother it took all of his energy or all his restraint to not kick that fucker's ass. Oh, everything. Holy everything. If it wasn't for my guy that works for us, didn't hold him back, it would have been all over, thank God, because he would have been the one in jail, too. Oh, my God. He was going to kill the guy. Did you see the film? I didn't. I, you know what? I actually wouldn't look at it. It's too much for me. I can't take it. You know, I got to look at it and see. You'll see my brother, he got what, how good he did restraining himself because my brother's yeah. a pretty big dude, man. Man, I, I'm sorry. So yeah, it's just, yeah, I know, I know. Everybody's been saying they're sorry about it and stuff. But, you know, we're, we're pretty thick-skinned, and I've been here 43 years. So, so, so that, you know, we're, 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 we're kind of, we like, blow crazy people off. We have a little bit of craziness every single day of our lives here. But right. that was just over the limit, over the top. So now everybody's seeing what, what poor retail stores have to deal with. Oh, my God. So this idiot. Every day. Like, you, you ever go in a grocery store? You ever go in a grocery store and you're standing in line, you're watching the lady that's ringing up people get abused by people? Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. It's terrible. All the time. It's, it's, it's getting yeah. worse, too. Yeah, and that's it's... what happens to us. You know, you don't even do anything wrong. You're going as fast as you can. You're doing everything you can. And they just want everything. They want it now. They want it. Yeah. They're right. They're you're wrong. Um, I want stuff for free. I just need. It's just. It's just awful. Rick, I I firmly believe that you you were your brother was face to face with a potential serial killer because anybody that behaves that way to an animal. Yeah, yeah. Like I told the lady on Channel Four, Jessica. I told her. I said, you know, if this guy can take a bird home, damage it, get it bad, we try to fix it, and he still wants his money back, saying he bought it with a bloody wing. And then we don't give him his money back and tell him we'll fix it, and then we'll give him some credit if we if he can pull through it. And then he still smashes a bird. Yeah. So what is he doing to his girlfriend? What's he doing to his family? Hopefully right. he doesn't have other animals. What's he doing to his friends? Now, uh, in case of the bird, in the case of the bird, he was dead instantly, right? There was no turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, he killed him instantly on the counter and then threw it on the ground and stomped him twice. Holy shit. Were, were there any, like, kids around to see this bullshit? I don't think there was any kids that I seen on the film, um, but um, there was a, there was customers. There was actually a guy in here that was a bouncer, and he seen feathers all over the place. And he goes, "What happened, man?" He goes, "This guy just killed a parakeet on the thing." And he go, and then he knows us, and he goes, "He's a big dude, man, like six two, tons yeah. of tattoos, yep. and works at a bar as a bouncer." And he goes, "Man, you guys can't do nothing about it, but I can." Where is he? And he was already gone. I was, I'm kind of hoping he was still there. Fuck yes. Now, now, Rick, uh, Rick. Uh, um, now, yeah. in, in the video, is it like the cops have a good look at him and they think they can get? They oh can yeah, fight? I think they got him. Oh they really? Won't release his name right now. I've had people from Los Angeles calling me and New York and Miami. Holy shit! Their customers are there on the radio. Their customers, their their listeners are so pissed off. They said they're going to get a plane ticket and come find this guy. Yeah, yeah. You don't fuck with animals, man. 
Seriously, uh, you, seriously. You could kill a person. A lot of people say, oh, wow, it's an everyday thing, but you do an animal, man. I know it. I know it. So, Because uh, this... animals are, are helpless. They don't cause anything. They don't do anything to cause that to happen to them. Absolutely. Now, at the Critter you know? Pet Shop, is this the type of place, Rick, that you guys have, like, uh, um, maybe it, it isn't like cats and dogs. It's like, uh, it's like. We have, yeah. We, we don't sell dogs. But uh, we saw cats and chinchillas and hamsters and gerbils and snakes and we sell everything. We yeah. sell everything, but we don't sell dogs. I got rid of the dog section because the breeders wanted way too much money for it, and I'm not in an area where there's somebody's going to spend three, four thousand dollars for a dog. Gotcha. So, and uh, you know, and I don't want to leave a dog in here for more than a week or so, and I hate having them sitting in, in cages. So I yeah. quit doing it. Well, that's I, uh, you know I've been here for like I said, forty-three years. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a long time operation. Well, I tell yeah. you what. Sorry that happened to you, buddy. I'm glad that you guys are there, and uh, and, and good luck I down the road. I appreciate calling and being concerned. I appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. Okay, Rick, yeah. have a good one. Okay, see you okay, later. Okay, see ya. Bye. There you go. That is uh, Rick uh, Sims from Critter Pet Shop in Allen Park, Michigan. Man, holy fuck. Oh, sorry about that. It sounded weird. That is absolutely awful fucking asshole because i want you to watch the video it's like i don't know if i can oh let's see okay we're gonna watch the video okay so if you're on the live stream we're gonna watch it now and by the way i keep seeing uh references to uh uh killing a hamster uh you know euthanizing a hamster thanks you assholes I know exactly what you're what you're doing there. Okay, so for some of you, you there's no there's going to be no sound here, but that's the dude we we're just talking to, Rick. That's the type of bird. There's a nice little kitty. He's got iguanas, beautiful fish tank. Rick kind of doing his thing. Uh, yeah, great, you know. And uh, here he is discussing. Ah, uh, yeah, holy shit! Can you believe that this happened? And then here's the video. This guy's getting all pissed off. He's having a temper tantrum. He wants his money back. There's Rick. There's the parakeet in that box right there. And then it gets, it goes really, really south after a period of time. Boy, the guy, I expected the guy to look the uh, bad guy who does this to the bird. I don't know. I just pictured him looking like a total slob, but he looks like a normal dude. Just some stupid idiot hothead. Oh, boy, where is it now? Okay, there it is. Oh, no, there it is. Oh, no. Oh, my God. He did exactly that. He put it down there, and he stomps the bird to death. There's this dude going, holy shit, I cannot believe you. Killed the bird, you sick fucker. What an asshole. Ugh. I wish somebody would have stomped on his face right fucking there. Oh, that makes me sick. I'm so upset about that. Mm. All right. We're going to need nominations for Asshole of the Day. Let's go over what we've talked about. Uh, The toilet is fixed. The TV broke in the camper. I had to repair it. We had a fight at the dog park. Mom acted like dog got shot. Dozer, Dozer nearly ripped my arm off. Bruce puked in the car. 
Had a nice note about Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. Marilyn Manson spitting and blowing boogers on people. The bass player from Megadeth is caught beating off, and all of his friends see it, and he gets kicked out of the band. Oh, by the way, she wasn't really underage, he says. Dear Meathead, we talked to my dad. He talked about a fat ass should not try to engage in athletic behavior until he loses the weight. Thank you, Mike Ball, you dumb dick. We had the idiot who went into the uh, monkey enclosure in the El Paso Zoo. You had Kenny on the phone saying, enough is enough. I've had it. No more talking about things that I post on my Facebook page. Uh, We had the uh, parakeet killer. All of that as part of the show. We'll decide in just a moment who the asshole of the day is. As you know, I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you like the show, the free podcast, please support me on Patreon uh, for five or ten bucks a month. I give you tons of material each and every week. Every day, I've got the Patreon bonus podcast. I'm going to start that at 11 a.m. It goes at 11 a.m. every day, Monday through Friday, uh, shortly after this one concludes. Join me on Patreon for five or ten bucks a month. Try it for five or ten bucks a month. If it sucks, cancel it. You get the rest of that month, and then it does not renew. Or let it ride. Or convert it to a yearly, and I'll save you 10% on the cost. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. BK Guns and Stuff. They're the gunsmith of choice on the Eric Zane Show podcast. The letter B, the letter K, Guns. The letter N, Stuff. BK Guns and Stuff. 616-902-2447. Anywhere in the USA, get your guns repaired from BK Guns and Stuff. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. I just heard from them. I got a uh, I got a text message because I dropped off uh, Madison's car there. Update from Irvine's. And you click on it. And they tell you what's going on. View notes. Water from evaporator drain is only evidence we see. This is normal on humid days. The TPM light is on. All four tires were low. Added air, but TPMS remains on. That's it. That is it. Yes, I approve. Then I pay them and go pick up the car. So, basically what you have here is Madison thought there was something wrong with the car because she was hearing noises. They they, uh, were able to replicate it. Then they said, you have no problem. Come get your car. Awesome. Uh, Reach out to Irvine's today. That's 616-532-6600, E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com, Irvine's.com, 616-532-6600. If you are in West Michigan, get your vehicles repaired there. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. I have to remember that. And EV, domestic, Asian, European models, all at Irvine's. Cornhole America, online at cornholeamerica.com. Get a set of cornhole boards for dad. Anywhere in the USA, they can be shipped to you. Look, uh, look them up, cornholeamerica.com. Dot com, dot com, idiot. Cornholeamerica.com and pick up a set of cornhole boards. Put whatever you want onto a set of cornhole boards. Dad's favorite sports team. Dad's favorite saying. Dad's favorite daughter or son. Put them onto a set of cornhole boards from Cornhole America for Father's Day. All right. The Asshole of the Day Award. Who is it going to be? Uh, 
All right. I thought uh, I thought it, the fluid might have been from the AC. Yep, you're right. All right. Yep. Uh, spitting on someone is trumped by bird smashing. I agree. I think I'm going to say it is the bird smasher. I mean, seriously. I'm really, really triggered by that. The idea that that son of a bitch. Can you imagine? I don't know if, uh, what, what the charge, if he would actually get prison time or jail time for that, but can you imagine being in jail for that? Yeah, it's, it's without a doubt. It's got to be the bird killer. What an awful, awful thing. And that guy goes, yeah, you got to watch the video, man. You got to see it, bird killer. You are the asshole of the day, without a doubt. Awful, awful, awful. Okay, 34 minutes away from the world-famous Eric St. Joe podcast Patreon bonus. That starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. I want you to be there for that, so sign up on Patreon. You get more podcasting, more stuff to do, more stuff to listen to. Okay, folks, thanks again. TV says, where was this bird smasher located? Allen Park, Michigan. I'll link it up in the notes of the audio podcast. If you could, even if you only get your podcast via the live stream, subscribe to the audio podcast, either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, what, whatever it is, subscribe to it. Hell, subscribe to it on more than one platform. It all helps. I get internet points that way. Thank you so much, folks. Talk to you down the road. Till next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.